next. 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 What's next? One hour. The top ten stories of the week. According to them, El Jefe and J-Dubs. Next is now. Welcome to Next Cast 5. I'm El Jefe, and I think world's oldest person is a title I'll never hold. I'm J-Dubs, and I know you'll never let go of the world's pudgiest personal trainer title. Yes. Welcome to Next Cast 5. Let me poke your tummy. Will one of these headlines be the number one story of the week? The percentage of Americans who still think premarital sex is wrong, pet prostitution, and how dubs got us banned from AM radio before we even started. I am not taking responsibility. The details in these stories where they will rank in this week's top ten are next with us, El Jefe and J-Dubs. Of course, you know us from The Hideout, Real Radio 104.1 and 106.7 WJFK in Orlando and Washington, D.C., respectively. We've done Next on 92.3 Free FM and on XM Satellite Radio Mm -hmm. 202 The Virus. It's that good. And it's also good enough for podcasting. So here we are. Uh, You can learn more about us. Add us as a friend. Get your buddies to add us as a friend. Find the previous top tens, even blogs. Uh, and photos, all at myspace.com slash nextradio. Nextradiofans.com has the entire hideout library. And there is ronfez.net, who, uh, of course, has a little section for us in their message board. Of course, love our buddies, Ron and Fez. And you know the rest of the websites, fullblownaids.com. Everybody, very cool in this little thing we call the Internet. Before we get started with the next cast, Dubs, uh, bring the music down for a second. Okay. Is there something you'd like to tell me? I did finger your cat. I'm sorry. That's stop! Not- stop with the interrogation. That's not- uh, you pushed me too far. What? You what? Oh, nothing. I have nothing to tell you. Because I saw this. Now, the Industry Trade Magazine or online magazine mm-hmm. is allaccess.com. Uh, a lot of times you can find news, there are certain tips, there's stuff for show prep. It's a really fantastic website. Job postings, all kinds of stuff over there. If you're in the business. So I saw as a news blurb uh, this week, mm-hmm. trout leaving hot PD opening. Cumulus Top 40, uh, WHOT Youngstown PD, John Trout has resigned after five and a half years. Okay. Meanwhile, the general manager strengthens his programming department and taps J-Dub as the station's new MD. Are you breaking up the team for Youngstown? Not for Youngstown. I'll tell you that much. Uh, God damn it. I hate this name. I hate this name because so many fuckers have it out there. They keep on using my name. Uh, they, They know it has heat. They know that they can get some press out of it. Everybody will get a little confused. And they just drop an S. You know? There's one on uh, uh, ESPN Ironically, Radio. when I drop an S, I think of you, too. <laughs> yeah, I saw that on XM Satellite Radio, which, of which of course, I'm a subscriber. And it was a sports show. I think it's on ESPN uh, weekends. Like Cecilio and J-Dub. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the hell? Now, you notice J-Dub always gets second billing. He's, it's just not a name you would want at the top of the billing. Are you, though? So you, this isn't you. This and you're isn't all, me. You're not also moonlighting for ESPN on the weekend. 
I'll tell you what, I wish my career was going that well. That would be a very, very good thing for me, but no, no one wants me. No one wants to uh, put me on the air anywhere or in programming. I don't think anybody would uh, write a blurb on how this strengthens the programming team because J-Dubs is coming into a hot top 40. Uh, Yeah, I have no idea who this guy is or why they steal my name. Let me ask. There's one in Detroit that stole my name. I called a war out on him when I was working in Lansing, Michigan. Was it really? Yeah. Was that the one on, um, what is it, 95.5? Yeah, I think so. Is it time? J-Dub, or mm. J-Dubs, is the new mojo when it comes to radio. It's becoming that pop, or Kid Kelly, or any of those <laughs> kind of things. Is it time to drop the radio names? I wish I could. Can we? I don't. I don't know. Not right now. Not with what we're doing right now. Why not? Uh, now seems like the perfect time because we're technically on the beach. Our names is all we have right now. If we were working, then I'd say yes, we can. But because uh, here's the thing, I guess there are probably a couple of El Jefe's out there. Mm-hmm. I think I'm the most well known of them in the radio world. I would hope I'm the most well known J Dubs. I don't know this guy know. in Youngstown. He's got so you know he's, he's got in all heat. access, right? I think it's time to drop the radio names. I think you go by your God-given name of Lee, and I'll go by I'll go by Dro. And yeah, I wish I could just go by Jay. Yeah, I mean, I know it's not my name, or well, JJ. How about this, JJ and Dro? Shut up. Uh, There, we were at the movies the other day, and we were sitting in front of. uh, We were standing out there buying our snacks because we're fat kids yeah we have to go see super bad it's epic by the way yeah and uh Hepe gets his food and walks over and hands his ticket in and where you walk into the movie theater is still right next to the snack bar where i am buying my stuff and i hand my credit card over to pay for my food because that's how much food at movie yeah. uh, complexes cost it i had to crazy. hand over a credit card and uh, <laughs> sign uh, sign away my life just to get a uh, uh, some little Cookie Bites, and uh, a Dr. Pepper. Real quick, how much was yours? I had a Dr. Pepper, a popcorn, and these little cookie dough bites. Came up to 14 Yeah, I had a small popcorn and a small drink, nine bucks. I'm like, holy cow, you got to be shitting me. Yeah. So getting back, so the guy at the counter calls you JJ. He's like, sort of, uh, a lot of people call you JJ. Yeah, when I was eight. And uh, and then I walk by and I go, hurry up, JJ, it's trying to go to the movie. So I flipped you off, and he apologized. Sorry, man, I didn't mean to cause any trouble or anything. I just I was just wondering. So it's JJ and Dro. No, next. no, JJ. Do you want to just go J? J's fine with me. So are we starting it now, or are we waiting until we sign somewhere? And then in the blurb, it'll say, El Jefe and J-Dubs, formerly known as, now take on the names of J and Dro. You think that'd get any press? Well, we can't do it now. We gotta wait till we we can't right now in the middle of the beach advertising our podcast podcast say, hey, by the way, we're also changing our radio names. But I think as soon as we sign, we drop it. I hate radio names too. I'm, I, I'm so I'm so pissed that I'm stuck with one. Yeah, because when I picked El Jefe, I didn't think, okay, this is gonna be the name that I'm gonna be known as for the rest of my <laughs> professional career. Doesn't it just seem silly? Yeah, it doesn't it seem like we're sophomores in high school and well, we're just, you know, goofing around. And I think it's part of the reason we don't get taken seriously. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> 
Hey, Hefe's calling. Let's get uh, let's get the serious face on. Let's get the uh, let's talk business here. Dubs is calling. Let's negotiate with El Hefe and J Dubs. <laughs> Not that J and Dro are any better, but at least it's somewhat real. All right, so that's cleared up. You're not moving off to Youngstown, Mm-mm. and we can at least agree that at some point in the very near future, we change these silly names. We're gonna we gotta hold some sort of thing where Hefe and Dubs officially die, even though we're living in Florida and we each uh, died probably about four months ago. Yeah, we're dead inside. The sun has <laughs> burned out our uh, our soul. I know I died when K Rock flipped back, and there was no more free FM in New York. But whatever, Dubs, next cast five with Jay and Dro. Starts now. Next. Next. Story number 10. According to a report, a testosterone patch improves the sexual desire in women. Women with low libidos appear to get a boost in sexual desire through the use of a patch. According to new research, it was two randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled trials that found postmenopausal women suffering from a lack of sexual desire experienced significant improvements in the frequency of, quote-unquote, satisfying sexual activity and desire, as well as a decrease in sexual distress through the use of low-dose transdermal testosterone patches. So testosterone patches make women more horny. Only patch on a woman that makes me horny, eye patch. I think if I found a girl that I could you know, kind of cyclops it with, I think that I could get really turned on by that. But giving women testosterone, it just seems wrong. It seems like we're trying to make women into dudes. Here's what's such BS. The fact that women can use testosterone patches mm-hmm. to increase their sexual desire and their sexual pleasure... But Barry Bonds can't use a little extra testosterone to hit a fly ball into a home run. And I'll tell you what, with his voice, I think he may need a little testosterone. That's I think proof that, positive. Yeah, I think that it, it hasn't affected him in a major way, because if it had, he would be very gruff and bear-like right now. This is why I always talk about the hypocrisy when it comes to something like steroids and sports. And from now on, I'm going to continue to tie it in whenever I find things like this. Because we allow it in certain places, but we won't allow it in a game. We'll allow it to get off, but we won't allow it in a game. Well, I mean, if, if this was to help 20-year-olds get off quicker, it wouldn't, it wouldn't work. No one would pass it. But for some reason, uh, when you're 60 and it helps a 60-year-old get off, who wants to even think about that, for one? It, it really, everybody wants to push it through and make it uh, available. Why even the need for postmenopausal women? Shouldn't there be an island for them when you really think... Okay, babysitting. Maybe you need them for babysitting, but other than that, what are you going to need? We a just po- hollow them out and make cribs out of them. I think that would even work out better. <laughs> Store loose Skywalker in them. Just something, <laughs> but there's nearly no need. Now, do you prefer a chick with a high sex drive? Um, Not too high, because I've been with those too, and I'm, I'm even kind of like, I don't want to have sex right now. There's too many good things on TV. I've got on demand right now. I've got hours of enjoyment. I don't need your minutes of enjoyment. I'm with you uh, with that. I like a chick who wants to have sex, but not overly craves it. Three or four times a week really wants to have sex. That's great. But if you've ever been with a chick that wants it like two times a day, it's tiring and annoying. There's kind of something about it, too, where she doesn't want to do it, but she will. 
You know, that, that that also can be fun. That's nice every once in a while, but it gets old. You know, if it's going on for months and months and months, her not really wanting to, but doing it because she loves your personality, that really gets kind of, it, it, it wears on you and kind of makes you seem a little worthless. Do you prefer chicks to initiate sex and say, and be the one to maybe be gropey and grabby and say, all right, I... I need me some dubs. I do like that. I do like when they want the the DC, and that's what I do call it. Uh, but yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Say, it. go ahead. <laughs> I do like when the girls want the dubs cock. We said, you know what? We're not going to curse on this one, and why? I mean, that's not like we're being constrained. It's a podcast. Mm-hmm. If you're a programmer and you're listening to this and you hear us saying curse words... We won't that, do it on the air, trust me. Know that for the ten previous years, we've been able to entertain without saying fuck. It just hasn't been as much fun. <laughs> you, Dubs, mm-hmm. found, however, that this might be you know, a bit of a problem, this testosterone patch for sex, because as well, usual, there are all sorts of side effects. Yeah, whenever you see one of those commercials, it lists down you know, side effects may include drowsiness, you know, different things. And on the testosterone patch, these side effects have been listed, and I'm sure there's more coming. You know, they do include, she may start using the line, it's not going to suck itself. Which is, so she's going to become more doodly. Yeah. She may start calling it her snatch or stink wrinkle. <laughs> I, knew, I knew we said we wanted to start this thing of calling it a wrinkle, but stink wrinkle? Yeah, the stink wrinkle. Well, she that might takes be, away all the fun of it. <laughs> she may start to uh, finish quick because she wants to get back to playing Madden. By the way, speaking of that, you uh, recently got the new Madden. You loving it? Wonderful. I I love it way more than last year's. I got the Xbox 360, and I went and picked this thing up last year, and it was kind of a half game, you know, where like they had the gameplay and everything, but they didn't have all the off-season stuff. They kind of made a complete game this year. I'm happy with it. More of the side effects of the testosterone patch. You may start to scratch yourself and then sometimes sniff her fingers. Yeah, because that's a doodly thing to do. Man, I got busted doing that. I was. Where were you scratching? Oh, the undercarriage. Okay. Have you ever scratched and pulled a film off? Not an actual film. Not like, yeah, but there, there's a film down there that kind of fills the underneath of your nail. <laughs> okay, like a you know gray what? film. Right, I have. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I was about to say, no, you're a disgusting fuck. Oh, wait a second. That was last week. If that's what you're talking about. Yeah, any day you go to like a theme park or anything, try scratching the undercarriage and you'll have a nice film under there. Uh, She may start calling you into the bathroom after she takes a dump for you to admire as well. Just once. I asked my girlfriend now. I like tease her. I'm like, going to poop? (laughs) What are you doing? You going to poop? And finally, she's like, yes. Would you like to come in? I've been waiting forever to hear you say that. Yes, I would. Now, I used to do with my ex. Uh, she hated me watching her pooping. <laughs> so I would kick in the door like I'm the Terminator and just stand at the uh, the uh, doorway. What are you doing? How's the pooping going? You got some pooping? How's it going? And just keep on talking to her, and she would get thoroughly disgusted. Would she do that thing of, like, she's covering up her pubic area? Or- no, she's just screaming, get out! While she's drinking a Red Bull on the shitter. <laughs> next, 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 next story number nine. Financial pressures for Snow departure. White House Press Secretary Tony Snow said this week he'll leave before the end of the Bush presidency because he needs to make more money. 
I didn't want to say this. This will be my nat last week with the next casts because I, too, am looking for other radio possibilities. And I'm going to join J-Dub in Youngstown to be an assistant music director. I'm so pissed at all the dubs out there. B-Dub, change your goddamn name. Actually, that's a dub I'd actually like to work with. I'm going to stay as long as I can, he said without elaborating on the departure date. Snow's comment caught a lot of people by surprise. The 52-year-old Snow, father of three, earns $168,000 a year as an assistant to the president, but made way more as a conservative pundit and syndicated talk show host on Fox News wow. Radio. So he can't live on 160 plus. It's not like he's a running back in the NFL and he has to worry about his knees going out in six years. So that's why he needs to make more money so he can, you know, kind of live the rest of his life out. You're a talker. Fantastic you, point. Yeah, you're a talker. You can do this, you know, two or three years down the road. Not that I think you're doing a fabulous job out there and I want you to stick around, but don't do it because you need to make more money right now. Well, I will say this. As far as press secretaries go, He's not an awful one. I mean, he's the press secretaries are there to lie and spin for the administration. Mm-hmm. It's always that they way. They got a script, just like when he was on the news. He just had to sit there and read that teleprompter, basically. Well, he didn't have a script. He, it, I, I respect it because it's improv, it's extemporaneous speaking, it's BSing on the fly, but it's also not BSing because a lot of times press secretaries are left completely in the dark so they can say something without knowing that they're lying. I mean, it, this is Democratic or Republican administrations. It's always gone this way. What bums me about this, bums me out about it, mm-hmm. is the fact that you can no longer live on $168,000 a year. I lived in D.C. I lived in Maryland. You lived in Virginia. I mean, yeah, 168000 there is probably like uh, you're 100, middle uh, class. Yeah, well, you're middle upper, upper middle class. You're middle upper, yeah. And uh, you know, you can you can live well in DC on 168,000 without a doubt. The Bush's term ends January 20th, 2009, which by the way can't uh, happen <laughs> fast enough and I personally don't think any of us would be alive to see it. Uh, that's another story. However, let's just say we are going to live and everything's okay. You can't live on a buck sixty-eight until for another year plus, like another sixteen months. What the hell's going on there? Finish out the job. You took it. You knew how much you were going to be making compared to what you were making at Fox News. I guess it, it's smart for him to take it and then quit and go back because I'm sure he can make a lot more money now. Here's the problem. Yeah, I think it's partly a bargaining tool. But here's the other thing about it too. Where'd all your money go? What are you doing? Are you just like the president? You didn't save anything. You know what I mean? Like, you made all this Fox News money. There's no way you're a poor guy. There's no way you're living paycheck to paycheck. And if you are, shame on you. You know, there's no way that someone who lives like, who has that amount of money, should be living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, What happens, as far as, you know, Americans go, it's never enough. You know what I mean? Like, it's really isn't. for you to not be able to live on $168,000 shows that you're wasting money somewhere in your life. Dubs, what's your biggest money waster? Um, cigarettes and caffeine. Yeah. Without I think that's doubt. for a lot of people. I think we did the math once, and we, we found out you're spending roughly 300 bucks a month on those. I would uh, I would say, yeah, probably 300 a month on that alone. 
which is just ridiculous for me to you know get by day to day. I have to spend three hundred bucks a month on something that is intangible. Mostly, I mean, it, it, I mean, quite frankly, you don't need. It. And if you wanted to go without, it would suck for about three weeks. But you could do it. Well, I, I get nothing out of it in the end. I have nothing to show for it afterwards. And uh, yeah, that's what gets me through day to day. Three hundred bucks a month. For me, it's eating out, going out to eat. I mean, I've cut way back. Yeah, you used to do it basically every daily. night. I mean, it was stupid the amount of money I bet I was spending on going out to eat. Just completely unnecessary. Now, one of the things about Tony Snow, mm-hmm. which could be the explanation for this, he's been undergoing chemotherapy. He had a recurrence of colon cancer back in March, and he's going to have his last uh, chemotherapy treatment uh, at the time of this next cast. What would the irony be in the fact that Tony Snow, who works for this Republican administration, doesn't have the money to work for this administration because his health care bills are piling up and this administration has basically crucified Michael Moore for everything? You never want to see anybody in this situation, and we don't know that that's what this situation is. Mm-hmm. There doesn't seem to be any other explanation for it other than this. Talk about sweet, sweet irony. Next. Next. Story number eight. Number eight. Somewhat related, a new poll shows 90% of Americans say they are happy with their lives. Um, <laughs> technically, the word that was used is satisfied. of Americans are satisfied with their lives. That's the problem with America right now. Everybody... Even though we just lambasted, you know, Tony Snow for not being satisfied with $168,000. It's not amount of money, though, that I I, I see as being satisfied. I mean, that can be part of it, but, you know, being satisfied with your crap job working at uh, the Verizon store or, you know, working at uh, One Potato 2... You know, why Why would you be satisfied with that life? That's my thing. Define satisfied. It doesn't in the article, so I looked it up on dictionary.com. Mm-hmm. To fulfill the desires, expectations, needs, or demands of the person, mind, etc. Are you satisfied with your life? No. Hell no. Here's the difference. I am not satisfied with my life because as far as, you know, goals go... I had a personal goal and dream of working, you know, in radio in a top 10 market, really to be truthful, you know, as a kid growing up in New York mm-hmm. or on a national platform, that kind of thing. So as far as being satisfied, even though I got to attain those two goals somewhat for weeks or hours at a time this year, I'm not satisfied no. because I still want to be able to have that. But... I am okay with my life right now because there are certain things outside of radio that help me get by day to day. And I'm wondering if that's how they're using satisfied. If satisfied means are you okay with your life right now as opposed to have you accomplished every goal that you ever want to accomplish? I don't think it's accomplishing every goal either. I think it's, you know, I think it's knowing that you're on the right track and knowing that it's going to happen and being on that track right now i i know overall i tend to be a happier person now like i'd even say since we got fired from real radio in this real odd way because you're an emo kid before then just walking around moping crying in your hoodie and 
I think part of the problem with myself is that I always, I always ended up defining myself by radio because that's everything that I ever wanted. It's everything I'd ever done before. So to me, Hefe, Dro, whatever was always defined by radio. This being outside of it now, I've found other things to kind of define myself with. And I find myself being happier defining myself by those other things. Working out, losing weight, finally becoming a, per- a certified personal trainer, having a really good chick, having a really good buddy in U-dubs, having animals that love me, you know, and that kind of stuff. All sounds very gay. Mm-hmm. But that's where I'm okay with my Stand life. Stand up, I want to see your skirt, sissy. At the same time, now that I have this perspective, I'm ready to go attack the radio world, and I think I'll have a whole new kind of different approach and mentality when it comes to radio. But that's kind of going back to being satisfied. What helps you kind of make it through your life? What makes your life satisfactory right now? Oh, that's a tough one. Really, uh, I'm working a regular job right now, so that doesn't help. You know, that doesn't make me feel good about my life when I go to that crap job. Uh, well, like here's my animal. I like yeah, uh, my Pat. dog. Yeah, that 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 helps me get through a day. Because here's what I wonder: because you are quote, you're not in the. I wouldn't say you're in the position of the regular person, or that either of us are. Mm-hmm. But you're in the position of you know a lot of people. A lot of people who tend to be fans of this show. Those patches that kind of make their everyday life satisfactory, because a lot of them have to be saying this, according to this survey of 94% of Americans say they're satisfied with their life. Do you think DVR is something that kind of helps people say, all right, you know, life ain't so bad. I got- the new season of Lost is coming out soon, and I'll right. be able to DVR that and watch that every uh, week. You think like that, or pets, or... Sports teams. Sports, to, exactly. Do you do you kind of feel like, all right, you know what? In the last couple Lions of weeks, are two and zero right now. Hey, I can't, uh, I can't complain. It's a preseason. About that. It's next cast five, and it's the <laughs> preseason. But at the same time, those are the little patches that kind of help you make it. Right now, in football season, from week to week. So I'm, I just, I wonder about that satisfactory thing because I really doubt ninety four percent of Americans are satisfied with their lives, and if they are. Shame on you. Next. Next story. Number seven. Bulletproof backpack for U.S. schools. A bulletproof backpack is being sold to parents in the U.S. to protect their children against another Columbine-type attack. I will say that we are a nation of gimmick-buying pussies. (laughs) For one thing. The uh, backpack. There could be a, an attack. Let me go buy some duct tape. Let me go buy the, near, the nearest Home Depot and wipe out their shelves of duct tape because it could help save my life. It, we'll just buy anything that we think will help save our lives. But our we, shit lives that for some reason we're satisfied with. But yet we won't fucking touch a treadmill. you know, Or we won't touch anything low calorie. But we'll go out there and buy a bulletproof backpack. Give me a triple X to get around my fat back. Just in case that uh, someone's shooting at me and they hit my back. I mean, well, that, 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 little, that little three or four. Uh, what? Two foot? Two foot gap that it gets you, right? I mean, it, 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 a backpack doesn't cover your whole body, kids. We're not Spartans. I mean, you can use it as a shield. What are you going to do with it? I, that's the only way I can see it really end up helping out. Yeah, it's like medieval times in there. The Massachusetts company says the backpack will help protect children from guns. The tests show the hundred seventy-five dollar backpack also protects you from knives. Guess what else protects you from knives? 
a regular fucking backpack full of books. Yeah. You ever try to stab through a math book or a fucking geography book? It's not going to happen. You're going to be okay. You're going to be safe. The creator, Joe Currant and Mike Pelazzoni, both were parents, say the idea for My Child's Backpack was born out of the need to keep their children safe. I hope both their kids get shot. I really do. I hope they're wearing these backpacks and they get shot anyway. That would be sweet irony. They spent a decade coming up with the backpack with the hopes that it will prevent the tragedies like Columbine. You know what it would have prevented the tragedies of Columbine? Parenting? Exactly. <laughs> Not these fucking asshole parents neglecting their children to go build a backpack to save them at school. <laughs> it's for you to sit there and hang out with your parents. If the parents in you know Littleton, Colorado had hung out with Klebold, had hung out with Harris, and said, hey, what's going on in your life? Guess what? Jocks are going to pick on you, but you're smart. You know how to use the internet. When you graduate from high school, you're going to go on and you're going to have a good job and you'll end up winning in the end. Or if you're one of the parents of the people who made fun of these these two uh, maniac shooters, maybe you could have taught your kids how to respect one another and that can also help you know, create a, a safer environment in school. If everybody just kind of treats each other with respect, I know it doesn't happen. I know you're going to have asshole kids in school that are making fun of, of people. Of course. Because there's people like me in the world. And that's all I did was make fun of people in high school. I didn't get shot for it, but I probably deserved it. And why did you do that, though? Because your mom wasn't around because she was off sucking off mullet Joe. No, she wasn't sucking off mullet Joe. She was scrubbing the halls. Of that said school. Exactly. She was putting off your life for her career. <laughs> and that's the but but that's truly the problem where parents will put off their kids for their careers so they can buy their kids more crap like a fucking bulletproof backpack. It's just fucking retarded. Now, of course, we know that wouldn't have prevented Columbine. Mm-hmm. The way you prevent Columbine is by assassinating Marilyn Manson because we all know it was his fault that that fucking high school got shot up in 1999. The backpack has the same certification as a police vest but weighs less than a 20th of it. The 20-ounce pack contains ballistic panel to stop even rifle bullets. So there you go. Are you going to show up in the new school year with a bulletproof backpack? What was your biggest concern when you had back-to-school stuff? My back to school stuff was basically my end of school stuff from the year before. But if I did get anything new, you know, it was always, and this was when I was a little bit younger too, uh, the name brand, uh, where you bought it from, because you always got that question too, even if it was a name brand. Hey, where'd you get that? You can't say Walmart or you're going to get your ass handed to you. How stupid is it? Do we do that in real life? Pennies. Is it, <laughs> we, we drove out to the mall in Lansing and we actually got it at Dillard, so it's cool. Do you think there's anywhere else in adult life where at the beginning of a new blank you have to come back with new shit? Is it that only, way after New Year's and the that, Christmas holiday? That would be probably the only time I would think in a real-life situation that you would even be concerned with something like that. I, I can't even see that being a big concern, but maybe. One of the things that kind of bums me out a little bit, because I think it's such a scam is this week before school where it's tax-free week. Mm -hmm. Have you seen these? Yeah, they do the tax-free week for the back-to-school and everything just to get more people into their store to buy more crap you don't need for school. Here's what I've always thought about this, though. I've always been of the opinion that this isn't helping school. Like, these taxes, (laughs) you need those taxes for school 
Instead, what's happening is you're buying stuff just to support the corporations and to help, you know, Walmart give two cents on the dollar to these slave kids who are making stuff. But at the same time, you need to be spending these taxes. That's what's actually good for your county. It's good for your roads. It's good that's for your schools. Yeah, that's it's such what's a paying scale. for the classroom and your books that are going into those schools. But for some reason, you are going out and buying this stuff when that extra money won't go to them. What was your biggest worry when going to class, like, you know, beginning of a new year, not the bulletproof backpack? What pissed me off every year was they had the same locker set up every year. It was alphabetical order. So I had a really hot chick next to me every year, which was cool. But I had, like, the biggest scumbag on the right of me. I, so I had a hot chick to the left of me, a scumbag to the right of me. So uh, I never had to worry about locker Except for as your school years went on, you know, freshman year, you get the crap uh, section away from everything that you need to get to. And then as a senior, you know, you have one very centrally located and you get to go, uh, you know, class and walk right out and there's your locker every time. For me, it was locker location. That was key because if you had the proper locker location at South Grand Prairie High School, did you get to pick them or did they? Uh, it depended draw? on where your first period class was, okay. and usually it was in that area that you got your locker location. So you always wanted to a try to schedule your first period class with your buddies, so all your buddies had the same locker vicinity, and of course with the hottest chicks in the, uh, in the school. So all of you were kind of in the same hallway in between every passing period. Yeah, scheduling was a big thing for me when I went to high school. Four years in a row, this was awesome. I had last period gym, so I would go. You know, I'd have five periods of you know whatever, and then the last period was basically off. You know, I I didn't even have to show up most of the time. Uh, for the last two years, because it was the same class year and year in a row. Uh, and what am I going to do, Miss Dodgeball? Here's my thing. It's story number seven, bulletproof backpack for U.S. schools. The backpacks cost $175. More than likely, if you have a backpack that's $175, you're not going to a school that you need to get worried that's about true. being shot at. Next. 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 What's next? <laughs> Just rolling through next cast mm-hmm. five. Dubs, coming up next, birthday wishes for the world's oldest person and pet prostitution. Plus, you said you have a story of a bar, a bar, quick bar story for us. Yeah, that was fun. So we'll do all of that next. It is next cast five. Thank you for downloading it. Go to myspace.com slash next radio. Tell your buddies to go at us as friends and more. It's next with us, I'll have fan J-Dubs. You cast them aside, exiled to the closet. You thought the challenge was gone. You were wrong. Rescue them. Get your old video games out of the closet and play them like new with Game Genie. Game Genie lets you change levels, jump higher, punch harder, live forever. Uncover the new power in most of your old video games with Game Genie. Excellent! <laughs> For your Nintendo Entertainment System, Game Genie from Galoob. CT and Jiffin. I hate Corey spelled C-O-R-Y. I'm Corey. I'm down with Corey Feldman, but Corey Haim is dead to me. And That's you, what I'm talking about. You don't just dis- You get angry. I will know people who've known me for years. 
and get them spelling my name wrong on like a card they hand me or something like that. Don't go looking in my cell phone for the spelling of your name. <laughs> CT and Jiven. I'm CT. I am Jiven. You can check us out online, ctandjiven.com, c-t-a-n-d-j-i-v-i-n.com. CT and Jiven. The family double the live tour is coming, and Nickelodeon wants you to do more than just see the action. Nick wants you to touch it, taste it, feel it. Nick wants you to be the action. Join host Mark Summers for all the stunts, all the screams, all the slime you need. Bring your whole family and grab a piece of the pie. We dare you. In fact, we double dare you. The family double dare live tour is brought to you by the First Kids Network. Nickelodeon, April 15th in Cincinnati, April 16th in Detroit, and April 17th in Toledo. Dub's glad to have some old friends back helping make the next cast possible. That's our buddies at MidnightMonkey.com, N-I-T-E. It's a whole new service now. Before they sold toys and stuff like that, now they're specializing in bringing video entertainment, essentially, to your mobile phone. Yeah, I call it your compact jack. You know, you're going out, uh, you're leaving town for a little bit, you're going on an airplane, going to the bathroom... And you got it right there from MidnightMonkey.com, N-I-T-E. Imagine, too, if you were stuck, like, on the tarmac, and that could literally pass the time. Here's how it works. You got to have your mobile phone, and you log on to the internet through your mobile phone. Like everyone has it now. Like everyone can now. You type in MidnightMonkey.com, night, N-I-T-E, and then, bam, you hit go search, and you can enjoy. You can get your jack on wherever you want to. Check out our buddies. We appreciate them supporting the next cast. Again, that's MidnightMonkey.com. You got to use your mobile phone. What's happening? It's Chafee, and you're listening to Next with El Jefe and J-Dubs. A couple close personal friends of mine. Good dudes, but you know that. Now, you must be pretty cool if you're listening to Next, because all the kids are doing it, but check it out. I want to personally invite each and every one of you to check my show out. A show that uh, uh, Hefe and Dubs are very familiar with. They were there in the beginning. Well, not the very beginning, but close to the very beginning. The Skank Shift, exclusively on skankshift.com. You can also find us and listen to our show at myspace.com slash skankshift247. That's myspace.com slash skankshift247. Check out the show. Add us as a friend. And uh, enjoy. Trust me. You'll love it. You'll fall in love. You'll fall in love. Who doesn't want to fall in love? Everybody wants to fall in love. And I'm telling you, listen to the Skank Shift and fall in love. Check us out. Skankshift.com. El Jefe Dubs. I'll see you guys soon, man. Back to next. Viva la Skank Shift. It's Shafee. And he goes, peace. Viva the Skank Ship! Jay-Z! Viva the Skank Ship! El Jefe, J-Dubs, next is now. Welcome back to Next Cast 5 with Jefe and Dubs, myspace.com slash nextradio. Really encourage people who have just now discovered the show, mm. go to nextradiofans.com, discover... Our old shows of The Hideout, there's stuff when we were very first beginning in Washington, D.C. Yeah, we were green, but I I hear from fans and stuff that they're still very, very funny, especially when drunk. People love to listen back to these things while they're drunk. 
So, uh, yeah, make a drinking game out of this whole thing. I'm actually thinking about going ahead and downloading old stuff and giving it a listen. That's the old show, The Hideout. Uh, coming up on story number six here, next, next cast uh, five. Dubs, you went to well, last, The Hangout. <laughs> the Hangout, yes, uh, here in Tampa. That's where we're... That's where this whole next compound is. We're we're stationed in Tampa Bay right now. Last night was kind of an uh, odd night. I got off of work a little bit early, uh, 11, 11.30, which uh, for a weekend is kind of early for me to get off work. So I decided, you know what, uh, I'm going to go have a couple drinks at a bar alone and not really you know, worry about anything and relax because I wanted just to have about two drinks, relax, and come back home and you know go to sleep so we can wake up and do this whole next cast thing. I go there and I'm sitting uh, alone at the bar, and uh, which is something I've always wanted to do, but I've never done. I've always wanted to just go hang out at a bar, just drink by myself. You've never been to a bar by yourself, just sitting there, uh, you know, ordering a few beers and then going and leaving. Yeah, watching a game or something never, alone? Never done it. Not that I can really think of. It always seems like something almost romantic about it. Like it's seems like it'd be kind of cool. Uh, sometimes it feels a little sad. Well, yeah, but, but I, you know, sometimes uh, you need that sad feeling. But for the most part, I enjoy going to a bar alone because you don't have to worry about talking to people. You don't have to worry about you know holding a conversation with people because you went to the bar with them. You should be talking to them, and hanging out with them. I went there, sat down, ordered my first drink. What were you drinking? Screwdriver. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did you leave early to go get your tampon at CVS or? No, I had them in the car already packed up, ready to go. I always know keep them in the glove box. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a very vaginal drink, uh, but I I didn't want to have beer. I've had beer enough and everything, so I've just decided I wanted a little mixed drink. I wanted something to uh, yeah, relax with. whiskey um, when I could have a screwdriver? A screwdriver isn't a bad thing. That's not even the point. I, I'm ready to move on. I sat there at the screwdriver, and uh, next to me, there was this beer sitting there. Uh, and the bartender comes around and is like, is this yours? I'm like, no. And he takes it and he throws it away. So uh, about three more minutes goes by, and this old lady, probably about 50 years old, comes up wondering where her beer is. And she's asking all the bartenders, and that bartender that threw it away isn't there anymore. And she, so she's asking everybody, all the bartenders and everything, making a ruckus now about her uh, Michelob Ultra, which wasn't even full. You know, it was probably a quarter left. Right. It was probably flat as it is. So she's finally gets a free beer out of it. They give her a whole new Michelob Ultra. And she sits down. She knew what she was doing. Yeah, she sits down and, uh, you know, starts talking to me about how. She can't believe how they threw away her beer and everything. And my eyes are straight forward. You know, I'm not even looking at this woman because I do not want to talk. I want to relax. And she won't leave it alone. What did she look like? Um, She was probably five, six blonde. She was a decent looking chick. She reminded me of my ex, but 50, which even annoyed me more. And by... <laughs> And by attitude, too. Just drunken mess at a bar. And it really... So you flash forward to the future with yeah, this girl. Yeah, if I would have been with my ex at 50, this is what I'd be dealing with still. So do you think you could have gotten laid? 
oh, I could have fucked the shit out of this bitch. I know I could have because she was not leaving me alone and she kept on, man, I could really use a joint right now. <laughs> and, I, and she's, and these, these young girls, they don't know what's up. They don't know how to fuck. <laughs> like, no. Yes. And like, then they're like playing Journey. She's like, I used to inline skate to this. <laughs> so you're hanging out at the bar with your mom slash ex-girlfriend, essentially. Yeah. And, and you turned it down? Oh, I, I was just annoyed. I couldn't handle it anymore. I finally left, you know, basically because of her. I sped through my two drinks that I had there just to get away from her. So you turned down... 50-year-old poon, and I know I, I wanted to do it just for the story. I wanted to come in here today and say I banged the stink wrinkle of a wrinkle, you know? But I couldn't do it. I always try just to bang odd things so I can tell people about it. But this one hit too close to home. This one, yeah, I couldn't go through with it. I couldn't, you know, just stick around because she wouldn't shut up. I know if I banged her, she wouldn't have shut up during that. She would have gotten my phone number somehow, even though I would have given her yours. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah call ass. me. Call me, 202. Stop it. <laughs> Story. Story number six. Party thrown for world's oldest woman. This is Great, I was were- at the party with her last <laughs> night. 114-year-old Indiana woman became the world's oldest person this week. Celebrated the distinction with a slice of her favorite cake. Is that a title you even want? World's Oldest person? No. Because that just no. means death's looming. That's like saying I'm the person with the most AIDS. You know? Because it just really is. <laughs> or the least T-cells. I've, right. I've tried this long with, uh, with four T-cells left in my body. I just don't think that's something that I'd want. Or Al-Qaeda's number two, you know? Because we always get Al-Qaeda's number two. We never get number one, Osama. We're always killing the number two. Well, and and the world's oldest person, you know, because they they celebrated that she's the oldest person now. So you're celebrating that someone else died, you know? You're celebrating that this, uh, you know, 114-year-old other woman dropped dead, and now you hold a title. Edna Parker, uh, which, by the way, great name, Edna (laughs) Outlived her husband and children and her siblings. Oh, how good for her. She got to see all that death around her. She got to cry multiple times while she went on living a terrible life. Dressed in a pink polka dot dress, costume pearl jewelry. She was willed before the television cameras and reporters in a dining room at a central Indiana nursing home where she lives. Ironically enough, I saw this on Countdown with Keith Oberman. With the world's tallest lady. Really? Yeah. So that, you know, because it's always an Asian. Mm-hmm. So it's like this ginormous Asian lady that's like eight feet tall living with the Alien. world's oldest lady. Um, do you want to outlive everybody that's associated with you? No. I would rather... I, I, I don't even want to outlive my dog because I don't want to go through that pain. You know? I don't want to outlive everybody. Who am I going to talk to after I outlive everybody? No one wants to... You know, if you have old friends... You know, that girl old with you, they'll talk to you. But no new young guy wants to listen or girl wants to listen to your stories when you're that old. You're just annoying at that point. How long do you think you're going to live? I'd give myself till early 70s. Really? Yeah. I don't think I'm going to make it to 50. You'll make it to I 50. Think I've, I think I'm with this bleeding butt <laughs> and this uh, lacerated belly button. And this cold I can't shake, I doubt it. I don't think I'm going to be able to live that long. I'm with you, though. I don't think I even want to outlive my pets. 
I couldn't imagine having to bury one of my animals. Imagine this. One day, Tyrone won't wake up, your cat. He'll just be laying there. Then I'm going to stuff him. I'm going to stuff him. I'm going to get him taxidermied, and I'm going to have him laying there like he's sleeping. No, just imagine this. You wake up one day. Shut up. I don't want to imagine it. (laughs) Imagine this. You wake up one day. You walk downstairs. You see your Tycho Tyrone sleeping. So you're like, oh, he's sleeping. Hi, Tyrone. Nothing. Dude, stop. <laughs> Seriously. You, you'd shake him a little bit. Imagine this, because this is going to happen when you go to work next time. Uh, in our guest parking space where we live, there's going to be Cody, your dog, but she's going to be in half with her entrails all over our sidewalk. I'm because talking I about natural over. death. I'm not talking about first degree murder well, of my dog. Well, then stop it. This 114-year-old lady. Just laying there, and you I, pick it up, and it's just limp in your arms. Stop it, dude. Actually, wouldn't it be... Tough, wouldn't it be? Uh, no, like, wouldn't like, Rigamortis have already started? No, it just died fresh. Such an ass. So I could have saved. <laughs> yeah. it. Just, then I would have been doing uh, CPR. <laughs> Going back to this 114 year old lady, mm-hmm. would you have banged her? I know you wouldn't have yes. banged the 50 year old, but you would have. Yeah, I, I do like the stories. That's why I like to. Uh, and if you got a chance to bang the oldest woman in the world, let's get you a ticket to Indiana so you can have a menage with her and the world's tallest lady. Then you could have all the stories in the world. I would, I would do it. Would you eat it? Yes. <laughs> Shut up! You're such a liar. Tastes like peanuts. I guarantee. You know, just all salty. What did this lady probably want for her birthday? Did she have some birthday wishes? I don't know. This wasn't her birthday, was it? She, it was just the celebration of the death of the other lady. You're so, right. I, it, but I guarantee, you know, there were presents involved when it's a milestone like this. I mean, it's a world record. Of course, there's presents. So, yeah, you so get she probably had a gift registry going. Um, I would think she'd wish for death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at that point... I think uh, maybe a uh, wish that the uh, those people would stop using her water fountain as well. Uh, I wish for death because this tall lady keeps talking about hitting her head on the doors. Enough already. I don't, I'm not interested. All right. You're tall. I get it. And she's Asian. I remember <laughs> World War II. I was alive. I was 70-something. <laughs> I think she'd also wish for joints that allow her to wipe herself, shoulder Gee, joints. All right. I'm... Think about getting that old, where you can't reach behind you anymore. You know, your joints are just that stiff, where you can't reach behind yourself and just wipe that non-existent ass that you have, that wrinkly, non-existent nothing. I'd rather not think about it. Next story, number five. The internet is the new Afghanistan, according to the New York Police Commissioner. The internet is the new battleground against Islamist extremism because it provides ideology that could radicalize Westerners who might then initiate homegrown attacks, according to Raymond Kelly. The Internet is the new Afghanistan. Um, It is the de facto training ground. It is an area of concern. I didn't realize the Internet was growing opiates. So, okay. Seriously, it is. I know where to order them. Uh, if If you want the links, give me an email and I'll send them over to you. Uh, but isn't the internet the new everything? Yeah, I mean, anything that you could ever want is on the internet. It's you can the learn new- how to be a terrorist. You can learn how to be a devout Christian. You can learn how to be anything on the internet. There's instructions for everything. That's why it's the internet. It's the new bar because it's made There's meeting chat chicks easier. Yeah. It's the new you know, men's bathroom at the park because it's made being gay easier. It's the new playground because it's made it easier to get... 
you know, kids for dubs to touch. Huh? It's made things easier in life. It's the new radio station. You're listening to the next cast yeah, thanks yeah. to the internet. Yeah, everything is on the internet. So, I mean, if you ever want to uh, attack uh, the internet, it's easy to do because you can find anything on there. What's the single best thing about the internet? Give me one thing that you like most about the internet as a whole. Porn. I, that's the only place where I watch porn. Real? That's really yeah. for you. To me, it's just being able to communicate and you know network and meet people and you know have keep in touch I, with people. I start with that, but it always ends up back in porn. You See, know? I never watch porn on the internet, so I don't know what you're going through. The NYPD released the report on homegrown threat of attacks by um, extremists, specifically uh, Islamist extremists, and they say part of the problem is that there are the four stages to uh, radicalization. The pre-stage, then there's the self-identification, then there's the indoctrination, then there's the jihadization that he says uh, the Internet is driving and enabling this actual process. Will this, the fact that it's easier to become a terrorist, will this lead finally to the regulation of... The internet. I hope not. If anything because, would, it would be terrorism. You know that because people have given up other rights for terrorism. Yeah, they're we no so long- scared of terrorism. The the weird porn out there that doesn't get it banned. Kitty porn doesn't do it, but will terrorism finally do it? Yeah, the threat of someone learning about jihad and uh, being a radical Muslim that might be the only thing that could make it happen. They say the radicalization could be triggered by things like the loss of a job, the death of a close family member, alienation, discrimination, international conflicts involving Muslims, all this according to the NYPD. So shouldn't we be focusing on helping people who have these issues so that they don't eventually become terrorists instead of saying, hey, the Internet's a place to go. Uh, This Internet is the new Afghanistan. My original point to all of this is if people are going through these things, why don't we help them when they're going through these things and not have it get to the point of jihadization? I think we're focusing on... Or is on that the, too liberal? I think we're focusing on the wrong thing right now when there's cyberbullying out there. <laughs> I hate the cyberbullying campaign on TV. Have you seen the commercials for this? Yes, I have. And I love... I, 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 I hate the campaign, but I love it at the same time when that girl is just reading a short story about this disgusting, uh, smelly, red-haired girl, and she's just sitting right in front of... It's beautiful. I wish it was real. I wish kids would really do that. I gotta say this, getting back to the story. If there was no internet, the people who go through all this stuff, they would end up joining a gang, which is essentially is what these terrorists are. Al-Qaeda is a bigger... Oh, I, thought, I thought you were talking about the Republican Party. ...is a bigger version of Al-Qaeda. The internet is not the new Afghanistan. Iraq is. Story number four. Pet renting concept termed shocking. Of course, a lot of people don't have time, space, the willingness to commit to owning a dog. So, for those people who maybe would maybe want to hit up on a person who has a dog while out at the park, there is Flex Pets. Flex Pets is a rent-a-dog program that a lot of veterinarians, dog trainers, and longtime pet owners are calling shocking. Uh, part of it is you can... Be a happy dog owner uh, for a month, a week, or even an hour. 
So that is the whole idea of renting a pet. Dubs, what do you think? I'm for it. I think, uh, well, here's the tough thing about it. If you're doing it to meet chicks, going out walking the dog to meet chicks, and you meet a chick, you really like her. What are you going to say happened to the dog? You know, you you had a dog, and now you don't have a, that dog anymore. Do you give a story of how it died? Or say you're uh, out there, you actually do have a dog, you're a chick walking your dog, and you get hit on by different guys with the same dog. I mean, there's there's a flaw in the system. Somewhat. But uh, I don't think it's a bad thing. These dogs are, you know, they have a home. They live with this uh, running place and uh as long as the people aren't out there just letting them get hit by cars you know because that's why they want to rent them i want to rent to see what it looks like getting hit by a taxi uh (laughs) then it's fine you know they're they're just walking a dog um the 29 year old founder of flex pets says uh defends it actually by saying more cruel than renting a dog is owning a full-time pet and neglecting it during frequent trips out of town or long hours at the office Dubs, you're so busy with your civilian job, I say we consider this for your dog, Cody. I'm not that busy. I get to walk it every day. I cuddle with it at night. I've written an ad for Cody um, for people that might like to rent her. Okay. Um, here's what it says. Old, ugly, dirty dog looking for someone to walk me. I look like a fat, melted clown. <laughs> But I can serve the purpose of a garbage disposal. Shut up. Don't mind doggy gangbangs. Actually prefer them. Please visit myspace.com slash Cody Dog for nudes. Signed, <laughs> Cody Eats All Kinds of Bones, wink. So I think this is something that you know you should look into because I'm basically taking care of your dog as your roommate. Is that my and dog's actual ne- MySpace? And you're neglecting it. Yes, it's Cody with an I, by the way. Yeah. C-O-D-I. Yeah. Dog for nudes. Of this filthy whore. So I'm hoping... Oh, wait a second. I I wrote one for your cat. Hold on. Uh, Limp noodle resting in my owner's arms looking for someone to put me in a garbage bag and toss me in the trash. Call me anytime and uh, dead Tycho. There we go. (laughs) Signed. You're such an asshole. (laughs) Oh, hold on. I just got a response. (laughs) This is from Falcons number seven. Would love to have you. Are you available later? Uh, Cervantes, the founder of uh, Flex Pets, says members pay a monthly fee of $50 and a daily doggy time charge of up to 40 bucks, and a yearly membership fee is $250. That's not bad. Now, uh, hold on a second. I got another response from our Mexico ATL. And, of course, you can have Cody. I have no problem no. if you'd like to take Cody. And do whatever you want to do. I heard she likes to fight. Now, one of the people that hate this Flex Pets, mm-hmm. uh, one of their things that they've said is dogs need consistency and routine. Think about them like kids. Would you rent a kid? Dubs? Yes. yes. <laughs> Story number three. Next. Fewer than 4 in 10 American adults, 38% now say that sexual relations between a man and a woman before marriage is always or almost always wrong. Dubs, what do you think? 38% say premarital sex is wrong. That sounds right about 
right, doesn't it? That I mean, didn't seem too high or too low to you? I don't know. I mean, it seems I, I would, too I would, high. Really? 38% of people in America still think premarital, premarital sex is wrong? Have you ever been to the Midwest? Have you ever seen those people there? Where, I was born in Lubbock, Texas, of course. I mean, it, it, the older generation still think that their kids should not be having sex early. I mean, once you have a kid for some reason, you think premarital sex is pretty wrong. You should See, wait I, till you're married. I'm of the complete opposite. I married the first person I ever had sex with. Huge mistake. I'm going to encourage my children to have premarital so you, sex. You married your uncle, Stop. which is terrific. I think it's a good thing for you guys. <laughs> what? Such an ass. I should have just let you finish that sentence of where it was going. I didn't know where it was going, so thank you. You know, it's the old test drive analogy. Of course you want to test drive the car before you're going to commit to it. And even then, with a car, you can eventually get out of a lease or you can wreck it. Or you can commit some insurance fraud. You're going, to have to, you're going to have to murder the bitch if you don't end up liking the sex. Mm-hmm. I have a cousin, and I'm not going to say who, virgin, when he married his virgin wife. And I just can't imagine how awkward that twenty-something vir- mid-20-something virgin sex was on I guarantee honeymoon night. I guarantee there wasn't even sex. That night, I guarantee he was about to ejaculate right in the hole. I don't. I think he cream pied her without even having sex. <laughs> Dude, I know who I'm talking about. So it's really disgusting to me. You gotta, you gotta chill with that. Oh, uh, story number three. Thirty-eight percent say premarital sex is wrong. Now, um, my chick, current chick, was a virgin. Really? Yeah, I've never I never said that on the air or anything until now. And so I've gone both ways. I've, I know. No, that's not what I mean. As far as the spectrum goes with, you know, a chick who is completely inexperienced and then a chick who is experienced. I prefer the inexperienced. Oh, well, I mean, there's a... There's- bro- you know what it is? You know what my girlfriend is? My favorite baseball glove, because <laughs> I've had it from its inception. I didn't get it from Play It Again Sports. I've broken it in just the way that I like it. You know what you should do? You know, your birthday will be coming around again. Her gift to you should be a Rawlings tattoo on her inner thigh. Gold glove series. I don't go cheap with that shit. I'm on gold glove series. Do you ever think that you would end up marrying a chick that you wouldn't have sex with first? Because that's no. probably the best question. When you really think of, because even these people who are against premarital sex probably had it, so you have to pose the question. I wish they would rephrase the question, and I'd like to see the difference in the percentages. Would you marry someone without having sex with them first? Never. No, there's no way. You have to know if you're going to be with someone for an extremely long time, like me, seven years, that if you're going to commit to that long, that you're going to be able to have some sort of sexual chemistry. Because if not, then you absolutely end up, you know, part of the term, screwed. Next, with El Jefe and J-Dubs. What's next? All right, Dubs will come back with a complete recap. Also, two stories, number two and number one, and thrown in there, why were we not on terrestrial radio when we'd already announced that we were going to be. <laughs> That's all next. It's Next Cast 5 with Hefe and Dubs or Jay and Drope. Any money can't hold back. You can't get enough.
including the new Eddie Money hit with Ronnie Spector, Take Me Home Tonight, the album that's everything you've been expecting and more on Columbia. Shaken, not stirred. So, Macau. Huh? Ask a stupid question. Get a stupid answer. <laughs> stupid bitch. So, Macau.com. Grr. Dubs, it's summer. It's vacation time. Whenever you're going and you're visiting the family, you can't take your porn stash with you. You try to use stuff from the spank bank, but if you're like me, you got to have movement, you got to have audio, and that's why I'm so excited about our buddies at MidnightMonkey.com. I know when I go home to see my mom or whoever, I stay in a room where there's a computer right there, but I'm still so worried to go on there, go to the porn sites, and uh, do my thing, because I don't want you know, there to be some kind of thing left over on the computer from me going to those sites, but... I have nothing to worry about with MidnightMonkey.com because it's right there on my mobile phone. It's very easy to use. You access the internet on your mobile phone. You go to MidnightMonkey.com, N-I-T-E, and you hit search, go, and you enjoy. Now, don't be thrown off. If you go to the regular website on your, like, computer, it's a completely different website if you type in MidnightMonkey.com. you got to access it through your mobile phone. And, again, that's the brilliance of it because you can take it anywhere you want to go. Soaking the girls you get on the videos at MidnightMonkey.com. And right now they're having a special first month. It's a discounted rate. So check out our buddies as they're now a proud sponsor of the next cast, making it possible at MidnightMonkey.com. MidnightMonkey.com. It fills your belly button. Guess what? Hypercolor clothing. Changes color with heat. I wanted to continue with someone in the world. Let's and you, let's go. Somewhere right now, Kevin. All right, you, you kick it off. Somewhere in the world right now, there's a black guy, right? Yeah. Uh, he's DVD recording, VHS recordings of family members. I like that. Somewhere in the world right now, there is an 83-year-old man wearing a Freddy mask in the early 90s because he still loves the films and loves Halloween. Somewhere in the world right now, there's a fucking blonde chick. She's dipping her hair in peanut butter and she doesn't know why. Somewhere in the world right now, there is a 13-year-old male getting three lines shaved on each side of his head. Somewhere in the world right now, there's this guy that fucking likes the net so much, he fucking <laughs> killed his parents over that shit. Somewhere right now, there is a kid between 12 and 16 microwaving an orange so that he may stick his penis inside of it. Somewhere in the world right now, there's a very poor family who cannot afford toys for their children so the kid plays with animal crackers. Oh, dude, that's And he can't resist eating them. Somewhere in the world a right now... fight is about to begin because... Because somebody accidentally leaned on a motorcycle and knocked over five of them. Somewhere in the world right now, there's this guy, right? And he has a fucking picture of Leonardo DiCaprio. He cut the butthole out and he cut the wall out. So he fucks the real picture. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. All right, and with that, uh, don't let them force feed you. MySpace.com slash Real Kid Radio for more Jim and them and we hit and run. Real Kid! I'm loving it. That was I'm great. It. You don't want to sleep with the fishes? You want to stay on the Don's good side. 
you better listen to the Don. Because if you aren't listening to the Stugatz experience, you better have a friend start your car. Capiche? The Don Stugatz experience. Sundays from 5 to 7 p.m. Only on thereisnoradio.com. If you want to rebuild the job base, let your vote say so. If you want a government that comes from the people instead of at the people, let your vote say so. If you want to reduce our $4 trillion national debt, let your vote say so. Look at the issues. Look at the facts. Look at all three candidates and then vote your conscience. Ross Perot for president. Next, 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 next. Next is now. Welcome back to Next Cast 5, myspace.com slash next radio. FN dubs. It will be different saying Jay and Dro. It's a whole new chapter in our lives that I think we have to go to. Just because we feel silly. I mean, think about it. Think about it. Put yourself in our shoes. Going into your 30s and then 40s and then even maybe 50s, you have to kind of evolve. You can't, you know, be a 40 year old J Dubs. You can't right. be a 50 year old J Dubs. You can't be a 50 year old El Jefe. I mean, you actually probably it makes more sense then, but I'd rather just do the real name thing from now on. I would love to, but we'll see how it works out. I think we're going to. I think we're stuck, uh, personally. One of the. Nah, we can make it happen. One of the problems mm-hmm. with this whole Hefe and Dubs thing, we have no credibility if we ever want to do anything other than FM Talk or Rock. Mm-hmm. Because this week of NextCast 5, we were going to be on Terrestrial Radio. Again. Yeah. Uh, News Talk 1040 WWBA. And they've been very, very cool. Terrific to us. Here's the thing. I worked there part-time doing mm-hmm. just some behind-the-scenes stuff, and one of the reasons I took the job was I figured if I take the job and I kind of not go to the bottom of the radio totem, radio totem pole, but kind of do stuff that I had gotten away from when yeah. in Orlando, you know, um, running a board, producing shows, doing production, that kind of stuff, it would re reinvigorate me you know kind of ground you a little bit ground me and help me kind of get the passion back that at one point you know i'd lost and it gives a a little perspective too on the rest of the business and what you know where we came from no doubt about it and the other thing is i enjoy it like i love radio and so i figured if i come back to this i'm gonna rediscover that love for radio which i have so, you know, I've been working at this at the station. The station's been very cool. We did our second week in New York from here. Yep. And by the way, let me say this about these studios and the people here. Very good people. Studios, second best studios I've ever worked in besides when we did our week in New York. Mm-hmm. And that was in the big, nice ONA Ron and Fez studio up at uh, Free FM at the time. Not the little closet we were broadcasting out of when we were in New York. And that wasn't any of that bad, but this is uh, this is a nice little setup they have over here. It's a very cool setup on the 10th floor overlooking Tampa Bay. What's the worst studio you've ever worked in? Oh, man, i got to think about that. I, it's It's got to be real close to the one you and I worked at, Q106. It was in a strip mall. No, like just the worst studio. I know. Uh, like, oh, not, like you know just what? the crappiest studio. The very first studio I ever worked at uh, in El Paso at a jazz station that was literally on the border 
of Juarez. That was worse than the JFK one? Yes. Wow. Dude, Dude. it was in the hood. I know, but I, you know, even if it's in the hood, you can, there can it be was nice things old, in there. No, an old church basement in the hood. And it was scary, man. I, I got stories for that later. But that's probably the worst one I've ever worked in. So anyway, uh, here uh, at uh, WWBA, they're doing a weekend thing, which, by the way, have to commend them on because they kind of said, we're sick of doing infomercials. We want to give the people who work behind the scenes a chance to do a week on the air and begin to grow some talent. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, that's a concept that people in radio right now are not getting. I'll tell you what, if uh, CBS would have done that earlier before, because they knew when Howard was leaving and everything, they wanted to go with this uh, whole free FM format, but they didn't have any real talent to put in there yet and everything, but they had a little time. They had about a year and a half to, you know, kind of pop some people in on the weekend, see what we got going on here. And maybe like with the, us, yeah. maybe discover a half and dubs. Yeah, and uh, they or didn't, a big O and Dukes or anybody. But they didn't do that really, and they didn't even really farm up their uh, morning talent for who was going to take over Howard. So they just threw David Lee Roth in because it was a month and a half away, and what the hell are we going to do? So I think if stations did that more, let some uh, people on the weekends come in, do a show, have a little fun, and uh, you know, you get to see if maybe there's a future with some of these people. And you can build up your next uh, afternoon drive or morning drive talent right there. No doubt about it. So the concept is great. Well, since I work here, they're like, hey, do you want to do it? I'm like, well, sure. Let me bring in my buddy. We're doing this thing. We've done it for, you know, XM in New York. And, you know, this is what we want to do. And so one of the guys said, cool. And so we said, cool. And we, you know, we were going to do it Mm -hmm. on on a given Sunday. But, so Dubson's out a press release that half and Dubs are going to be back on terrestrial radio, and we were going to do this thing. Well, the program director sees this. Now, the, once again, I'm going to preface this by saying program director is a very cool guy. But it was the operations manager that had kind of given the okay for us to do next. Mm-hmm. Well, the program director sees this and freaks. Well, I mean, it, it, it's not a station that gets like a, a lot of press out there and everything. I mean, it's a, it's a news talk station. They have their set lineup, and uh, like there's a lot of syndicated talent at the station. And the station carries like a Bill O'Reilly and yeah. a Michael Savage, so it's but, a right conservative leaning station yeah but if like bill o'reilly gets uh gets some press or something all access isn't going to put wwba's bill o'reilly right you know it, it, and all access put up wwba to uh to uh have lfa and j-dubs this sunday which of course first of all the names, once again, Hefe and Dubs on AM Talk Radio sounds stupid. Mm-hmm. And I was even thinking, man, that's going to sound stupid. What are we going to do? But they got a little freaked out, A, by the comedic, fast-paced whole idea of the show. And then, B, they listened to some of our demos online. And it was like, I can't have you talking about gay animals and what they're going to do. I can't have you talking about scissor grinding. And I... I got pissed because I'm like, dude, I've been in the business 10 years. We were totally going to change up the show a little bit. I mean, we're still going to do our thing. We're still going to be us. But we were going to do more of a political type thing because we are. you have to adapt to your surroundings. And I was looking forward to kind of playing the AM Talk game. Yeah, seeing how we did it. You know, it, it, it gives us a time to branch out a little bit. Because other, you know, we've had some interest in people saying, hey, we love the concept. 
could do you think it could work on AM Talks? We're like, hey, maybe we do this. We have a little something extra to pass along to some decision makers. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'd be interested because there are some big, badass AM Talk stations. But they freaked, and they worried about Dubs being a shock jock, and they knew me. And I'm like, you know what? Shock jock. Don't even worry about it. We're not even going to do it. I don't want... And I told well, them. at first, you were going to do it alone. But know? then they got worried about whether or not I would go on and shock jock. And they got worried about the whole idea of even doing a you know this weekend concept that they're doing. And I told them, I'm they like... second guess the whole thing? Yeah, their oh, whole- yeah. Well, the guy was... And he's, God bless him, he's a great guy, the program director, but he panicked. And he was in panic mode because he was worried about his job and everybody's job. And... Listen, I understand, you know, we're a couple of ex-shock jocks. Well, I guess we'll always be as long as we're Hefe and Dubs. And, you know, those are things you worry about. But I told him, like, dude, you know, we're doing this next cast. We're occasionally on XM. we got some other things in the works. I will not do it. I don't have to host this weekend show because I don't want to cost these other guys their opportunity to eventually try, you know, these mm-hmm. board ops and behind-the-scenes guys to becoming somebody. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we have a, a resume behind us and everything, so we'll be all right. But some of these people, this is their big shot. This is their one chance to really get out there and show what they can do. And for a couple shock jocks to ruin it for them, I, I would just feel like an ass. Not, there's no way I wouldn't do it. And that's why I told them, don't worry about it. I'm not going to do it. But because of all of it, I blame you. Why me? Because you're the shock jock in this relationship. I'm the evil-headed one. I'm the, I'm the level-headed one. I think you had it right the first time. And you're the evil-headed one. Next two. Story number two. Emotional Carl Rove announces next chapter. So long, fuckface. <laughs> and they wouldn't let us on? No. Conservative radio? That's, that's odd. Hmm. Of course, Carl Rove has decided to resign. He is moving on. Carl Rove, referred to as Bush's brain, uh, by a lot of people, he was the mastermind essentially behind getting George W. Bush to the presidency. He identified this guy early on in Texas, helped him win two elections in Texas, then got him into the you know national spotlight as far as being a presidential candidate. Uh, He's first, a wizard. First running as a compassionate conservative, then realizing, hey, this nice guy thing ain't going to work, so we're going to tell South Carolina that McCain has black babies, and the rest is history. So he helped him get elected in 2000, helped him get reelected in 2004. This is Bush's guy. This is a very big deal. This is the guy who, strategy-wise, has done so much for this current kind of you know Republican Party and the stranglehold that they had for so long on uh, on American politics. He decided to move along, though, J-Dubs. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people saying good riddance, like we did. An emotional rove praises the president. We have the press conference, Dubs, so here's a little next download, or first one of next cast five. This starts with the president, all right? Next download. Uh, Carl Rove is moving on down the road. I, uh... I've been talking to Carl for a while about uh, his desire to spend more time with Darby and Andrew. This is a family that's made enormous sacrifices, not only for our beloved state of Texas, but for a country we both love. Uh, We've been friends for a long time, and we're still going to be friends. 
You, first of all, can you believe this man is a president? I know. Just it, the accent. Doesn't it seem like his accent, like he has now become a caricature of himself? Yeah, he doesn't. It, he just like he's, doing, he's going on down the road. He's, you know? do, he's doing John Stewart's impression of him. Like mm-hmm. it's just, it's not even close anymore. He's not even human. He's just this caricature of a big dumb Texas hillbilly. Which, by the way, Carl Ralph helped shape that whole persona. And I think it's going to be very interesting to see how he holds up for this next year and a half or whatever. Without Rove there, he really that's, is lost. It's like a, a, a dog without an owner now. That's what a lot of people are saying is that this officially makes George W. Bush a lame duck. Mm-hmm. And he's not going to be interested in anything else. He's probably going to go on vacation a lot. Something he hasn't Good. really done in the past. I would call Carl Rove a dear friend. We've known each other uh, as uh, youngsters interested in serving our youngsters. state. We work together so we could be in a position to serve this country. And so I thank my friend. I'll be on the road behind you here in a little bit. Jesus Christ. Uh, I thank uh, Darby and I thank Carl for making a tremendous sacrifice. Um, and I wish you all the very best. So now Rove comes up and Rove's Today I submitted my uh, resignation as Deputy Chief of Staff and Senior Advisor effective the end of the month. Mr. President, I'm grateful for the opportunity you gave me to uh, serve our nation and you. I'm grateful for being able to work with the extraordinary men and women that you've drawn into this administration. (laughs) Yeah, extraordinary is one word. (laughs) Wolfowitz. uh, Alberto Gonzalez. Harriet Myers. Scooter Libby. You know, all those great Americans that will go down in history as stand-up people. And I'm grateful to have been a witness to history. It has been the joy and the honor of a lifetime. Oh, he's breaking down. I've seen a man of far-sighted courage put America on a war footing and protect us against a brutal enemy in a dangerous conflict that will shape this new century. Except for that September day I've seen a leader respond to an economy weakened by recession, corporate scandal, and terrorist attacks. All of by which taking are decisive action to strengthen the economy and create jobs. I've seen a reformer who challenged his administration, the Congress, and the country to, pick up to make bold changes to important institutions in great need of repair. Mr. President, the world's turned many times since our journey began. We've been at this a long time. It was over 14 years ago that you began your run for governor, and over 10 years ago that we started thinking and planning about a possible run for the presidency. And it's been an exhilarating and eventful time. Through oh, it all, you've remained the, the same man. This heartfelt. Your integrity, character, and decency have remained unchanged and inspiring. So is your knowledge. Through all those years, I've asked a lot of my family. And they've given all I've asked and more. And now it seems the right time to start thinking about the next chapter in our family's life. It's not been an easy decision, as you know, from our discussions that started last summer. It always seemed there was a better time to leave somewhere out there in the future. But now is the time. I will miss, deeply miss, my work here, we my won't. colleagues, and the opportunity to serve you and our nation, Mr. President. I guarantee this guy ends up in Vegas because he just needs an exhilarating rush of trying to fuck over people. To being your fierce and committed advocate on the outside into the next journey we might make together. At month's end, I will join those whom you meet in your travels. The ordinary Americans who tell you they're What is this? 
What's all this traveling talk about? It's city uh, slickers. I don't is know. he walking away with a with like a stick with a with a hobo thing with all of his clothes in it and. On top of it, it's going to say, keep on trucking? No, he just says a Commodore 64, and they're going to play Oregon Trail. That's all he's talking about. <laughs> I like hope he dies of dysentery. I will ask for God's continued gifts of strength and wisdom for you and your work. You better not get into heaven. Country in the world. And for the Almighty's continued blessing of our great country. Thank you again for this extraordinary... During your, during your uh, travels, don't buy food. Just hunt for bear. That's what gives you about 100 pounds of food, and you don't have to waste it. Waste the money. Make sure if you're going to forge the river, you buy an, an extra axle and wheel. That's all I, the only uh, little things I have for you as you travel to Oregon. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you this. I'm pretty sure I know who I fear more. Um, there's also oh, buy in the first two towns because it's more expensive in the middle two towns. There's always the stereotype of the minority thug with the sagging pants and the you know the bandana and stuff like mm. that. Uh, however, I fear way more the balding, chubby white guy in a suit, the Carl Rove, the Dick Cheney. That's the guy to me that's going to do way more harm personally. The thug, you cover your wallet. That guy, you cover your soul because you know he's just trying to reach and take it. In addition to being called Bush's brain, Carl Rove also called Turd Blossom. Yes, that was uh, Bush's little name form. Which Turd makes Blossom. sense because what he's done for the president, he literally made shit blossom. Yeah, he made it into a nice flower. <laughs> or uh, as we call it, the current president of the United States of America. Um, now, one of the things Rove says on his to-do list is to go dove hunting. And Is that his nickname for iced tea? I guess <laughs> Is it so. surviving the game? And a trip to the beach. I'm thinking to reenact the label on the copper tone uh, bottles because he looks like a big overgrown baby. <laughs> so there's just going to be a dog running behind him pulling down his, his, uh, his pants. I hope. Some of the things, though, Rove's going to do, mm. uh, in addition to, as he moves on, uh, leaving the White House, he's going to get involved with animals. Uh, one of his Ew. big things that he wants to do... Is one? no, it's uh, speed up the waiting period for euthanizing puppies in the pound. He thinks they get too long now, so he'd like a nice six-hour cooling-off period before we inject them that little paw to put them down. Also, to teaching cats to suck the life out of only newborn Mexican babies. I'm with him now. I think this is a good plan, and uh, maybe if we can throw some other races in there, I think we can uh, have a good thing going here. Rove, by I, I agree. Let's start Mexican and move over to Asian after that. One of the things you always want to do when you have extra time is give back to the elderly. Mm -hmm. So he's going to work on a plan that's going to get the elderly to give their uh, prescription drugs that maybe they don't need anymore uh, to Rush Limbaugh because he could always use more. Next. 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 Not next worthy. Here are some stories that didn't make the cut but are worth a mention. All right, Dub, some of the things... We're not going to be able to elaborate on too much, but caught my eye. Newsweek's going to have a story out about how Manly is making a comeback. Emo is out. Gruff dudes are in. Mm -hmm. Guys are now going to get plastic surgery to have chest hair Ooh. implants. So you always know if you're a guy that's going to a plastic surgeon, you're obviously a manly guy. And that's part of what this story in Newsweek revolves around on. Um, obese children have higher absentee rates from school, uh, a full two days more from school on average, at obese kids end up having. 
and they say part of it's because they're sicker. Yeah. They say other part of it is they don't want to go to school because they're going to get called a fat fuck by Toothless Doug in their Batman t-shirt. <laughs> Me and have, you ever, have you ever faked sick because uh, you're afraid of being made fun of? No. I've only faked sick because I didn't want to go. Just period. I, I didn't want to take a test or something. I've never faked because I didn't want to be made fun of. They're actually, uh, it's beginning to bubble up a little bit, Dubs, debating um, whether or not to lower the drinking age to 18. Really? It's popped up. It's being thrown out there, especially in this time of war, <laughs> where it seems even more moronic that we can send 18-year-olds to fight for this country, but they can't have a beer. And then finally, a gunman opens fire in a Missouri church, three confirmed dead. And not to be callous, but is there a better place if you're a believer, to get killed than in church. That is an autumn... Even if you hadn't even gotten to the whole salvation, you know, uh, confession thing yet, I'm thinking if you get shot in church, even if you have to be a, a passerby, you're getting in. How I look at it, if you get shot outside of church and you're going to heaven, you have to walk up all the stairs. But if you're in church already, there's a nice little elevator there for you, and you get to go right up. Next. If you missed it, here's what was next. Next cast five, number 10, testosterone patch for women with slow sex drives. Number nine, Tony Snow, money problems. So he's going to leave being the White House press secretary because he can't live on $168,000 a year. Number eight, 94% of Americans, quote unquote, satisfied with their lives. Hmm. Seven, bulletproof backpacks. Six, party for the newest old person. The newest, oldest person, that is. Uh, Number five, the internet is the new Afghanistan, according to a report by the NYPD. Number four, pet rentals. Number three, premarital sex, wrong, according to 38% of Americans. And number two, Carl Rove steps down. That brings us to story number one. Thanks. Number one. Number one. The number one story. J-Dubs. Did InterVarsity Press drop Richard Cohen? Now, who the hell is Richard Cohen? We have this next download to remind you who exactly Richard Cohen was. This comes from CNN in May of 2006. Next download. And yet this man who tells us he was once gay claims to have helped hundreds of men like him. That was a good one. Richard Cohen, now married with three kids, is a leader in the so-called reparative therapy movement. With just more than a thousand members, it's not a particularly big movement. But because it's so controversial and despised within the gay community, it tends to get a lot of attention. He showed us some of his unconventional techniques like touch therapy, in which he encourages Rob to seek out same-sex mentors to basically recreate a healthy father-son bond. It's non-sexual. He's holding the guy. It establishes like parent-child So he didn't experience this growing up with his dad. Rob, do you feel a sexual connection right now? No, I don't. I feel very safe. And I certainly don't. And um, it just feels wonderful. Another technique, bioenergetics, designed to help clients release memories stored in the muscles, in this case by hitting a pillow with a tennis racket. I was angry at my mother. Okay. So I started saying, Mom! 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 No. Mom, why did you do that to me? <laughs> so that's who Richard Cohen is. Oh, 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 
So story number one, did InterVarsity Press drop Richard Cohen? XGayWatch.com is reporting that InterVarsity Press, a widely respected publisher of Christian-themed books, may have dropped the new edition of ex-gay guru Richard Cohen's book, Gay Children, Straight Parents, A Plan for Family Healing, on their upcoming book list for July 2007. Um, or their book list mm. that was for to July 2007. The book was originally on the list, but then it was removed. And as it turns out, Cohen usually self-publishes. Ah, okay. So that's where all that kind of goes down. Now, Dubs, you found a book yes. for children by Richard Cohen, and it's called... Alfie's Home. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. I am going to read Alfie's Home. It is a basic uh, child's book. Yeah, there's there's uh, pictures and like a few sentences per page, and uh, it's fairly short. Mm-hmm. So being a national qualifier in prose interpretation, a completely straight thing at Texas Tech University. Sure. I'm going to read... Do you want me to cuddle you right now, or do you want to hit a pillow? Alfie's Home. You. All right, and I am Alfie. Everybody thinks we're happy, but I am not. My dad is always working, and when he's at home, he screams a lot. That really hurts me. Mom cries sometimes because she doesn't know what to do. Then she holds me, telling me about her unhappiness and her problems. It makes me feel very uncomfortable and strange. I really wish my dad would spend time with me instead of screaming and yelling. I have uh, something that'll fix this, Alfie. Suck a cock. I think that will uh, really help you out there. My Uncle Peter comes over sometimes. He lives with us every now and then. He's really kind to me, holding me, listening to me, and making me feel loved. One night, when he was holding me, (laughs) he started touching my private parts. Over time, he taught me to touch and play with his. It felt very strange, scary, and a little good, too. He told me it was okay, and that this means he really loves me. This went on for several months. He told me, This is our special secret. Don't break that secret, Alfie. Mom and Dad would fight. I thought they didn't love me. Maybe they fought because of me. When I became a teenager, I started feeling really different from the other guys. Some of them called me names like Sissy, Faggot, Queer, Homo. I didn't know what they meant. Wait, he was in high school? Yeah. I, I can understand not knowing what sissy, faggot, and queer mean in high school. Think about it while you have a couple digits up your ass, and then maybe, maybe you'll figure it out. After a while, I went to the counselor for help and advice. I told him my story and that I was gay. He said I wasn't gay. <laughs> and I just missed my dad's love and was taught wrong things by my uncle. He said it was very bad what my uncle did to me. He should have never touched my private parts or had me play with his. The counselor said it wasn't my fault, that my uncle took advantage of my need for dad's love. I want to thank that uh, counselor for going out on a limb there and really, you know, know, going against the grain a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's wrong that someone touched your naughty bits. He explained that because I didn't experience affection with my father, that now I was looking for closeness with other boys to fill the need of my dad's love. It sounds really dirty when you say dad's love. Is there a puddle of it? I felt so relieved. He said he would talk to my parents and help them understand. 
He said he would also contact my Uncle Pete and make sure he got help. The counselor explained to my mom and dad about my struggle and my need for dad's love. He told them my confusion about being gay. He told my dad that I needed his time, touch, and talk. I think what wasn't the touch that got him into this position in the first place? Mom and dad went to a counselor who helped them love each other more. They even stopped fighting. Well, at least most of the time. Ha <laughs> ha! Dysfunctional. My counselor and I met with Uncle Pete. I told him how much he hurt me. He cried and asked for me to forgive him. That helped me a lot. Did you forgive him, Alfie? Now I realize that I'm not gay. Spending time with my dad really healed my heart. All I needed was his time, touch, and cock. I mean, cock. (laughs) Talk. Finally, I'm happy at home. The end. Aww. His nice little Mannheim and regrew. Wonderful. Alfie's home. And he's still a homo. (laughs) And it's okay, buddy. Yes. It's okay. Next. Next. On the next episode. That guy's a sick fuck. (laughs) I mean, he's just sick because he He, can't come to terms. I've never seen someone in that much denial. Dude, it's okay. Yeah, don't be ashamed. Just do your thing and... Your poor wife and three children. All right, Dubs, that does it for Next Cast 5. It was a lot think, of fun. Do you think his wife was ever giving him hands? He's like, no, you're doing it all wrong. Yeah, because she already knew, you know. Uh, Dubs, next time, want to make sure that everyone who has listened and downloaded uh, tells at least one friend that you mm-hmm. have to listen to this show. The rule of one. We don't want you telling all your friends. It's unrealistic. You tell one friend who thinks like you and laughs like you. You got to check out my boys at myspace.com slash next radio. Also got a nextradiofans.com. Download our entire hideout library. Thank you to Nameless for that. Ronfez.net, fullblownaids.com, uh, whackbag.com. Everybody out there who's been super cool. Not sure if it's going to be another next cast, another time on XM, or terrestrial radio again, but whatever it is. Still a lot of fun doing whatever it is we do here for you guys. Dubs, anything else? Be somebody, always talk good. Question everything and stay classy. Until next time, bitch. We out. 5,000. 5,000.